This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the Washington <laughs> Redskins and the Baltimore Starlings. We talk about three's progress in this offense like and how the own. defense played and much, much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Dude, there's no debacle in the preseason. It was a debacle. Anytime we lose, it's a debacle. The offense was pretty much a debacle. The offense was debacled. They took a step backwards, in my opinion, from the week before against the. Are Bill and Ted here? Oh yeah, dude, dude. For those of you who don't know or new to Harry football, I have to point out at least one definition of something each episode. So we're going to do it early on in this episode, and. The definition I'm going to define for all of you. Last week, I think it was the pup list, and we went over that quite extensively. What's this week? It, this week, it is the definition of debacle. Debacle. <laughs> they know what it is if they saw the offense. Yeah, no saying, lie. I'm just saying, for those of you who don't know what we mean, what we mean is that the Redskins' offense this past week was a chaotic failure or a sudden disaster. A Did defeat. you say it's a... A chaotic or, funk. It was a chaotic, a funk. chaotic funky failure. A, a <laughs> sudden disaster, a defeat, or a humiliating failure. It it could also mean, however, the breakup of river ice, and a sudden breakup of river ice in the spring thaw, causing a violent rush of water and ice, is also called a debacle. That is not what we're referring to. However. How about that? We're not referring to that kind of debacle. We're talking about the debacle because we don't live in like Minnesota. Yeah, let me give you some synonyms. Here they are. Fiasco, <laughs> shambles, tragedy, calamity. Last week's game was also a misfortune, a catastrophe, and a calamity. disaster. Calamity. All of those things together make it calamity a debacle. Calamity Griffin. There you go. That's hey. this week's dictionary with Harry Hogg football. All right, I got one question for you, dude. Are we, we going to introduce can, the can, show here? Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd like to give a good shout-out to our benevolent sponsor. Long time. Desmond C. Lee of Desmond C. Lee of two on Twitter because Desmond C. Lee one was already taken or hacked. Hacked. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've got the commercial out of the way, the formalities out of the way, dude, can RJ three throw a ball out of bounds or does he have to run for the sideline? Aaron, 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 <laughs> seriously, seriously. There's Everyone knows that after the second game, everyone was like, dang, RG3 has got to learn to slide. He's got to learn to just run out of bounds and not take those hits. So what did he do in this game? He ran out of bounds, but he could have just thrown the ball away. He could. Dude, there's like third string quarterbacks that know how to throw the ball away at that point. Just heave it out of bounds, like all the way down the field. He was like, I got to run 50 yards to the sideline instead of throwing it away. Uh, All I know is that we're not going to see the starters in game four. And at Raymond James, and oh. we're going to go into week one, and the defense is probably going to be kicking butt, and the offense is going to look like, um, well, not good. Well, if they don't even let them fake a run every now and again, it's going to make it even worse. Well, we, dudes, we got to remember, How about a they're also not showing a lot. 
You know what I mean? I know it's a new offense and everything. We got to give him a break on that. But there's probably a whole lot of like good plays they haven't even run <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree with. I you. hope. I think they're just making it so like basic. They're like, yeah, we're not even going to let Griffin run at all, and then he's going to come out and run some bootlegs and and just be like, ha ha ha. Dude, I think it's all. it's all a big charade right now, man. It's preseason. Yeah, you know Barf yep. has got stuff up his big sleeve. You know Barf's like, no, he does. Go like out there pizza. and look. Go out there and <laughs> like, like the not hut. very good. Make them question you. Don't make them think it's going to be easy. Blah blah blah. Never turn on the Jets until you get to uh, until we get into the real season. You know, miss a few passes. Don't throw the ball. Look like a amateur. But I also was very concerned about how our running game has basically been shut down the last two <laughs> weeks. After the first week, they're dominated. I will say this about Griffin. He did, even though Deshaun Jackson didn't come went down with it in bounds, he had a nice pitch and catch to uh, Deshaun. Dude, that was a nice catch. If he had gotten that other foot in, that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have. I mean, it, it was, I think it was the second foot that came down, like in and out. It's like, dude, just toe tap. I mean, come on, how tight. hard is it, Deshaun? He was, was tight. And then if you think <laughs> about that, the week before, he had that other touchdown pass to the end zone that was uh was it dropped was he knocked out of bounds he was knocked out i believe so if you take those two plays <clears throat> and say that he got them you'd be like whoa he had that awesome pass down the field dude Deshaun yeah. is awesome well, I, I, i'm where's, not too concerned about it where's garcon what did he catch like one pass for three yards in the preseason i'm not quite sure what's going on with garcon i I my big concern is are they going to be able to keep Deshaun and Garcon health or uh, uh, happy with because it's come some days it's going to be Deshaun Jackson's going to get a lot of catches and a lot of yards and some days it's going to be Garcon and are they going to be able to like live in harmony when it's like only one or the other on certain days yeah and while I'm as long that, as three actually like can hit them and another yeah. guy that's going to be pretty happy all season regardless of those two dudes I think is Jordan Reed who also had an awesome catch and run if it wasn't called back for that BS holding penalty on Trent Williams. The one on Jordan Reed? Wasn't that the one he had to... Yeah, dude, he did hold him on that. Isn't that the one where he had to yank him back? Because the guy beat him to the inside, and then he had to like just like yank him back, or three would have gotten crushed. The one where he got called, I didn't think it was holding, where he like barely like pulled him after the ball was thrown. I thought that was holding, because it was very open field, and he was run. It wasn't. We must be thinking of two different spots then, because the one I'm thinking of where Trent got called for holding. No, it's the they, same one because it was on dude, the pass the, to Trent. It was on the pass that Jordan Reed caught it and then broke like five tackles. Yeah, he yanked him back a little bit, but he yanked him back. Even if it's a little bit, it's still it's still it was still holding like right like hey look at me like right in the camera. It was I thought it was pretty obvious. I guess, but it was like right after he was releasing the pass. Now, I thought that if he hadn't yanked him back there, three was probably going to get hit before the ball was released. Okay, well, regardless, if you take that one away, I mean, if you give that one to RG3 and give him that long one, then his stats suddenly look a lot better because he would have been like seven of eight on the day. Am I wrong? (laughs) You said give him that long one. (laughs) Am I wrong, though? He would have been seven of eight and probably had like, 70 more yards instead of 20 yards yeah plus dudes <laughs> but i'm just saying it's not as bad no, i know as... i don't think it's as bad as they say josh 
go. I, I was just going <laughs> to say, I can't stand that the rule where they get, they're credited for a sack for forcing a quarterback out of bounds. I like that rule, to tell you the truth. I kind of like that because I think it gives the defense guys that don't normally get stats. You don't, I think it's a stat that helps people to, to identify things the defense is doing well. Kind of like creating the sack in the first place. Because, you know, if they hadn't, if they had always had sacks, like who was going to be like the all-time sack leader? Everyone says Deacon Jones. I think, I think it's, I don't know, I guess we'll I see how it goes out. But I think it's going to be good. They're using the sideline to prevent the quarterback from going forward. Yeah, but I think a sack should be like where you're actually, you know, destroying the guy. You know, like where you're tackling him. <laughs> you it should like be Brandon called... Merriweather destroyed that one guy. Holy man. It should be called a foob, dude. Forced <laughs> out of bounds. Forced oh. out of bounds. A sackle? A foob. A foob. <laughs> Forced out of bounds. I mean, that's it two sacks. Two sacks and three foobs. Arakpo had two and a half sacks and one and a half foobs on the day. Two foobs. <laughs> he loves his foobs and sacks. The O-line has not been doing a bad job of giving RG3 time. RG3 is just like taking forever and then not throwing it anywhere. His timing is just off. Like he, it, For the second game in a row, he looked like he was slower than everything else going on around him. Yeah. And they're saying it's because you know he has done very, very little work as a Drop back passer. You can't tell me that people like Garcon and Deshaun Jackson and Jordan Reed aren't getting open against like those third string cornerbacks that the Starlings had in. The Starlings didn't. Yeah, the fourth string cornerback was their best cornerback because the first three cornerbacks were not even in that game at all. Yeah, so, so that's a little that, concerning, actually. That's pretty concerning. You know, like I texted Aaron earlier this week, y'all. And and I said, and Aaron was a little, you know, concerned about RG three as he is now. And I said, oh, dude, don't worry about it. It's a new offense. This, this, and that. Blah, blah, blah. So you know what? It may be shaky for the first few weeks, but I think we're going to hit a rhythm. We're going to be good. Or this is going to be like the second coming of Achilles Smith. Yeah, I hope. And I think somebody texted that. I think I read that in the post, and I was just like, yeah, totally true. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think people are going crazy. It, you know, he. I think he was told to focus on getting out of bounds instead of getting hit, and so that's what he was doing. And he didn't really get hit, although he yeah. did try to make a tackle after he threw a pick, which I didn't really like seeing that. <laughs> yeah, Portis. I know, right? Yep. And yep, yep. this whole yep, stuff yep, about yep, Kirk yep, Cousins, yep. like he should start, like Joe thought. Oh. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, who already Dude, backed Cousins, off those claims? He's already today. turned that around, man. Today he said he was. He and thought RG three gave him a better chance to win. And Papa Dude, John's has delivered us a pizza man. up in the booth. Kenny, he'll, he'll say whatever it is, <laughs> Kenny, or and they what was this? It was Kevin Harlan. This last week, and they, oh, Kenny they Albert, who sounds almost just like they him. They look and sound the same. <laughs> I get them confused. Like one of those kids that probably sunburned too easily. I'm Joe Theismann. <laughs> Joe Theismann. You know, I, I'm glad that Joe Theismann is doing Redskins preseason games because there's nothing else he really should be doing I'm as far as Joe. football. Like Monday Night Football, he was just not very good. <clears throat> no offense, Joe. We love you. Super Bowl champion, all that good stuff. But, yeah, I, I think the preseason is just perfect for him. 
he's going to be – he may get on your nerves the first two or three games, but for the fourth game when it's nothing but scrubs versus scrubs for four quarters, he's actually going to tell a few uh, pretty funny stories. I, that seems to be his M.O. the last couple of years. So this could be his best game of the year, everyone, on Thursday night. Yeah, because he's kind of like Bob Euchre in Major League. No, <laughs> no one's watching anyway. That is so true. I wonder who will be with him this time. Will it be uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Harlan or Kenny Albert? Kenny Albert. Or <laughs> or is it just going to be Papa? Is it going to be Papa John in the booth with him? I thought you that were pop- gonna, I thought you meant Bob Papa from the Giants. Bob, Pop- in the house. Papa. Papa's Come on, in the Papa. House. Papa's in the house. Papa's a busy guy at this time of year because he's got all like the Cowboys, the Ravens. He's like traveling all over the country, hitting all these preseason games and taking pizzas up to the booths. Papa's you mean Papa like- John. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Not Bob Papa. Not Bob. Pa- no, yeah, Papa John. Not Bob. Not Papa. You mean John? He's Schneider. driving around in that Camaro of his. Papa, that's a nice Camaro. You know, the first Papa John's was right here in Southern Indiana, in Jeffersonville. Which is why don't they have a Papa John Stadium? Is it still there, dude? Yeah, that's. Have you been one. to the original Papa John? Well, there's like another one there now. Is the pizza better there? It's funny because if you like order a pizza from there <laughs> over on Charlestown Road, it'll be like store number one. <laughs> Dude, that's not going your receipt. It'll be store number one. He's always like better pizza, and I'm like better than what? I don't know. I like Pizza Hut better, even though I know that's where he, I guess, apparently like made his name at first. Papa John's is good, no doubt, but I'd still like Pizza Hut better myself. I'm just not a chain pizza guy. I think. Yeah, all pizzas. You like those Whole old foods? like Chef Boyardee pizzas from like the seventies? No, Aaron likes that Pizza King place. For Pizza King. No, I like Richo's upside down pizzas. What See, about Big Shitty Pizza in Greensboro? Dude, there's a good pizza spot in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was there last week. We didn't have and, it when we went there for the game. No, dude, but next time we got to go. It's this place called Selwyn Avenue Pub. They've got Damn. a lot of great beer. And their pizza, you can order anything you want on the pizza, as many toppings as you want, at no additional cost. I'm banned from all of Charlotte except for the Speedway. (laughs) (laughs) We love Charlotte. What? Because them are your people. I totally got kicked out of Charlotte. (laughs) But you love effing Charlotte, though. We had like these seats, (laughs) and Aaron like went all crazy, and it was a bad call, dude. It was a bad. Yeah. It was, it was a, bad. a bad call. It was a bad call. Anyway, is he wrong? So they, anyway, so they kicked me out for life, except for the speedway. <laughs> and my cuz gets me in there. Old, you, you guys may know him. Good old DEJ Dell Junior. And he's his name is Dell Dell Junior. He's Del. me and Josh's cousin through marriage. Four Junior. times from. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Cousin. We are related to Dell. Dell Jr. Dell Jr. <laughs> anyway, know I guess Del that Jr. makes us related to Dell Sr. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which goes back to the other story. And, I don't know. If and Dell Jr. was at the here. game last week. Josh, were you the one that, that saw the whole don't disrespect Dale story from like. What, what is that? Some kind of it was somebody went to a NASCAR themed restaurant. 
Don't disrespect Josh, I Adele. thought it was you, like, in, in Myrtle Beach or something. It might have been me. I don't know, man. It, it was, there, I mean, it was shortly after. The uh, NASCAR it might have been the NASCAR place in Vegas or something that I went to once. Maybe, maybe. But there, there was a, a Adele Earnhardt Sr. car, like, you know, with, like, a, a velvet rope kind of thing. Yeah, keeping yeah, yeah, people yeah. from it. And some kid, like, went over the rope and started climbing on the hood. And his mom, don't like, disrespect Dale. grabbed him and was like, no! You know, because they say no with like five vowels in it. No, don't disrespect Dale. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, dude. I don't, I mean, my Dale experience is, you know, after he was, you know, after he had uh, passed away, gone not forgotten. Well, that was the he, thing with the, with that with that woman that that mother yeah. that was pulling her kid off the car because she thought it was disrespectful. He was crawling on the right. car on Dale's car. Don't res- disrespect nope. Dale. We went I kind of get disrespected when birds poop on my car. A, a little over 11 years ago, we went to, well, actually almost 12 years ago, went to a race at Darlington. Dill. And was Amy, I there? Was I there? No. No. Amy had never been to a race. We went to this race at Darlington. She didn't know she was pregnant with Sam. And the whole time we're there, She's like sick the whole day, and it's like one of those days where it rains and rains and rains, but it's so hot and muggy that you just feel horrible. And and then like we were like six rows up from the track, so we were Ooh. covered in you know black grit at the right. end of the race because all the tires you know come off and get all over you. And that's but a small the, track, so yeah, yeah especially. Right. But the people in front of us were the uh, uh, there were people in front of us that the guy was they were holding up their three finger. Haven't we told this story? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I've never you, heard. Have, you haven't heard the story. The guy Not. in front of us was they were holding up the three. They're three every time Dale Jr. go by, and the guy kept yelling to his to his special lady friend, <laughs> "Keep your hand up, keep it up." <laughs> she was like, "I'm tired." I'm and again, tired. it's a short track. They're going. They're coming around up pretty fast. Yeah. So he just yeah, had man. three fingers up the whole entire race. Three fingers. Three fingers. Three fingers. And then the dude like falls. <laughs> he was already trashed at the beginning of the race. I think he maybe made it like fifty laps in or something before he passes out. And he he passes out. She passes out on his shoulder, and they and she literally the has her number three fingers stretched across his cheek, <laughs> and they stay like that for the rest of the race. And at the end of the race, everybody's leaving, and they're still passed out asleep. They missed the whole race. And we had to wake them up. They'd probably been and partying all weekend, dude. And with their Confederate yeah, they, flag. For like the race outside. is over, race is over. Everybody's yelling, race is over. And they wake up, and I swear the dude had like three fingers in a in a anti sunburn on the side of his cheek <laughs> from, from where he'd gotten sunburn the rest of the day and got black grit all over. Gross, dude! It was the most oh, hilarious wow. thing. Are you sure that this wasn't Jesco and 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 Mamie? I don't know. That sure he, sounds like it. She, she was like putting her hand down. He's like, no, keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Don't disrespect Dale. She's like, I can't. I'm tired. It was hilarious. Wow. Did they get kicked out of Darlington? No. Well, the race was over. They left. They had been asleep for like two and a half hours. That well, Aaron, racing is a sport where you're allowed to bring your beer in. Dude, your own beer. You're allowed to bring your own coolers of beer. They're you really got to mess up to get kicked out of a race. Dude, you know we've been to Rockingham and Charlotte, where I'm still and F and Charlotte. You're still out of the Charlotte track, yeah. Sh- Charlotte. All right, all right, all right. Do we have time to tell the porta pot story? 
at Charlotte? You can tell it if you want, but make well, it Well, I radio. wasn't there. I didn't go to this one. You went to the Charlotte race, didn't you? No, Jamie went to the Charlotte race. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember? We camped out, and Jamie kept farting in the tent all night. And then like at 2.30 in the morning. See, I know more like, about this Lord, than you guys do. Deli meat. And, and Jamie's like, loud. Loud. <laughs> Deli meat. And then, and then like it's finally quieting down in the campground slash cow field slash where you guys are. And at like two thirty in the and like two thirty in the morning, some it's all quiet and everyone's falling asleep, and suddenly someone goes, "I love effing Charlotte," like <laughs> across the field. And the next thing you guys said that you remembered was at like six thirty in the morning, you wake up to some like machinery and you look no, out. No, no, no. First, one of us said, "Who's Charlotte?" <laughs> <laughs> and then at like six something in the morning. You guys like woke up to some machinery or something going, and you look out of the tent, and you see that the porta pots are getting cleaned and emptied. Yeah, and it was dude, me, and I ran out there and got in line. And you did. You said that people were like, 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 just tearing out of their tents to get out there to the porta pots to use them after they were like desanitized. No, I was the first one. I was the first person. I went in to take. A dump. Oh wow, nice! I went in to take a dump on the perfectly cleaned thing, except it still had like blue water on the toilet seat. You know. Whatever that <laughs> chemical is, but it's, as soon as it, pick them up, and they have one of those big trucks come by that picks up the big garbage containers. Yeah, and it just and it picks says the like, porta potty up and it dumps it over, and then the lid opens up on the top of the thing and it dumps all the poop out. I don't they, think they, they put it back in. <laughs> I think they use one of those sucking things. But anyway, I think the they have one is, of the S sucker trucks. The point is, when I came out, when I went into the porta pot, there was no one in line. It was like six in the morning, and when I came out, like five minutes later, there was like twenty people in line. Dude, I mean, everybody just been eating like nachos and hot dogs for four days. And you went to the truck race the night before. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. enough about NASCAR, dude. Let's get Joe Gibbs is in NASCAR. There you go. There's the connection. Let's go. Hey, Hall of Famer in both the National Football League or the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yes. Coach Gibbs. Coach Gibbs. And he loves F and Charlotte. <laughs> nice. All right, back to the oh, Redskins. Yeah. Are we going to talk about this game? This yeah. debacle? All right, the defense. All right, we talked about the woes of the offense debacle, but the defense was stellar. My dog, oh. Ryan Kerrigan, was tearing it up, and so was Dude. Chet Baker. Dudes. Dude. They were awesome. Chet Baker and Ryan and Kerrigan. Who? And Chet Josh's Baker's dog. Like country music star. And Josh's dog. Josh's dog had a good game. I got to say, he got one was, of his four, but it's not going to count because it was preseason. <laughs> well, apparently he Hatcher. felt fine afterwards. Jason Hatcher, dude, Hatcher looked good. I thought he did for Cowboys. I think they're going to be our first force to reckon with. Especially. I think, and Trent Murphy, dude, he Arakpo and um, Chet Merriweather Kerrigan together. It's it's like and Chet, dude, Kerrigan is going to have a bust out year. It seems like he's already having a bust out year. It's like a trifecta. Well, Aaron, you were talking about this recently where uh, um, we've got the 3 4 defense, right? I saw it 4 3 just as much as 3 4. Uh huh, exactly. And you called this months and months ago where you were just like, Hazlitt wants to switch things around and he's going to move guys around. It's going to be 3 4. And they, you said, I think, very specifically that it's going to be a lot more 4-3 than people think. And that's exactly been. what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Every time I like 
stop to notice what alignment they were in. It was in like a 4-3. And, dude, even Jarvis Jenkins was having a good game. Jarvis Jenkins had a huge game. Yeah. The whole so, front had a huge game, and it's kind of like, at least in preseason, working like they intended to like get a lot of pressure and take some pressure off the backs from covering so long. Mm-hmm. That's but a, even then, that's the whole point. everyone's flying around the ball, even when they do make a completion. Yeah, dudes, we had five different players that hit their quarterback, uh, or quarterbacks, I should say. Yeah, yeah it was Ryan Kerrigan, your dog, your new dog, Trent Murphy, um, Kendrick Goldston, Jarvis Jenkins, and uh, good old Hatcher. What about Chet? He was just stopping up the run, I guess. But I remember him having a few huge plays. I don't. I don't. I don't think he had any sacks, but he had he had a few tackles. He was in there like being a beast. Barry Cofield had a good game. Talking about Chad Baker, yeah, he had a pass defended, dude. Maybe that's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah he when he stuck up his big fat fatty hand. Yeah, yeah, he stuck up his hand. It was like because Theismann was all like, "And look here, look here at at somebody else." Theismann, he did have three tackles on the day, though. I mean, you know, yeah, he had a huge game. <laughs> Everybody yeah, contributed. Kerrigan, there are, there are a lot of people that contributed. The There's I not did, many, not many goose eggs in the solo tackles category, which is interesting because you know a lot of times you'll see five or six, something like that. Most of the people in the that category, there were you know out of the 42 solo tackles that were recorded, um, there's really only two zeros on solo tackles. No, I take that back. Four zeros. Uh, Cofield, Neald, Minifield, and Campbell. None of those guys had. Solo tackles. Campbell got cut. So he's out of it. I think so. The thing that I noticed, <laughs> the thing that I noticed about Kerrigan was when the play mm-hmm. was going opposite of where he was, he tracked it the whole way to make sure that the dude didn't break loose and that he would be there to make the tackle yep. if needed be. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering with Kerrigan exactly how his season is going to go because we've already got Arakpo with a uh, slightly sprained ankle. Ugh. He is arguably the number one. Kerrigan is arguably the number two or the number one B or something like that. I think he's the number one. How how soon or how quickly are they going to start putting their best? Their, are they going to start like tracking Kerrigan first as the biggest threat on that offensive line? Well, I know what that, are they going to do? They can't move once they're in their stance. Well, you know, putting your uh, seeing where he's going to put your tight end on that side. Or something of that nature, maybe trying to double team him. It was like, are you going to put a double team, for instance, on Arakpo, or are you going to start putting it on Kerrigan now? Yeah, dude, but they got like Both. Kerrigan, they got Both. like Kerrigan, Arakpo, and Hatcher in there all at the same time. They'll have to keep dude. two dudes in, like two tight ends, and have one less receiver. And we would be remiss not to talk about Keenan Robinson. Oh, he, he was, was doing- a beast. He was, was doing, flying everywhere and like making some awesome tackles. I think he's wearing Neil Okowitz's old number fifty-two. I yeah, think like is. every time I see him, I just I, I'm like, "That's Who are you Neil talking Okowitz. about Neil Okowitz. I like it's Neil Okowitz. Keenan Robinson. Robinson. Keenan yeah, Robinson. He's wearing, he's wearing fifty-two. He was yeah. making some sure-handed tackles. Yeah, he looked good out there. If he stays healthy, I think I think he is going to be someone that could really turn into the leader of the defense. And he's fast. Yeah. Which is good because Perry Big. Riley's not quite as fast, but he's kind of bigger, or he looks bigger at least. Dude, he had give... four tackles on the day, four solo tackles. What is Keenan Robinson's stature? Keenan Robinson. <laughs> Keenan Robinson? Yeah. What is his length? What's his stature? What is his Does he length? have great length? 
His stature. Um, Size. I'm pulling it up here. He is 6'3", 238. That is how he is listed. That's a big dude. What does he compare to Perry Riley? bigger than that. I thought he was more like 250. I think Perry Riley might be a little uh, more chunk than that, than him. I'm not sure, though. Perry Riley. Perry Riley. (laughs) Perry Riley. Number is sorry. Perry Riley is six foot two thirty eight. Same weight, but two inches shorter. So he is chunkier. All right. Yeah. Perry Riley. Perry Riley out of LSU. Anyway, I thought the defense. Hey, hey Ron Balaki. <laughs> yeah, dudes, the defense looked rather good. There were a couple times people got burnt here and there, and we're going to see that with the secondary. There, I think the secondary is going to be susceptible to that sort of thing again because we do have two. Like Amberson's only in his second year. Breland's a new guy. We got, you know, D'Angelo Hall. Amerson had a nice breakup. Yeah. I thought I think Breland is the one that really got kind of picked on, but you know, it's first game. Dude, Jason Hatcher's first a big year. dude. You guys want to talk about a big dude? Jason Hatcher. He, and the thing is with him, he's not like chunk big. Dude, you he's think six, he was. Six foot six, two hundred and ninety nine pounds. That's a lean six six Dude, he right there. Look like he weighs three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. He's like as big as a lineman. He looks like a linebacker. Yeah, he looks like he'd be like three twenty, three thirty to me. To me, he looks like he'd be two fifty. Yeah, but that's the thing. Just like make him <laughs> expand the picture a little bit, like you're on your iPhone, you know. Like he's he's really really big, but he's not like big and fat. Yeah, well, that's how they you know, grow like like at Grambling State. <laughs> licorice. Can that they guy grow, get cut yet? They grow him big at Grambling State. <laughs> Grambling State down there with Doug. I wonder if Doug Williams coming back to the Redskins and whatever his player personnel Bradishment whatever his job is with the Redskins. I wonder if that had anything to do with them going and getting him when he became a free agent. With with Doug Williams' history at Grambling and and everything, maybe who knows? Who knows? It's you know, it's a, it's it's a small world after all. <clears throat> it's a small world. Yeah, yeah dudes. Small world dudes, I would be. Are we ready for um, games and kicks or anything? Else? What are we doing? Well, I we think still got we need, ways to go here. Oh, we got to hit the injury report and the cuts. We got to talk about the cuts. We had the first cut down to seventy five. Yeah, it's one of my favorite days of the year. Cut down. Cut! Round one. Why is it your favorite days of the year? Because we get to say cut like a hundred times. You know it. But first, we got to go through the injury report. All right. Who's doing that one? It's you, dude. That's you, That's Josh. Dude, am I doing everything? Everything statistics wise? Your segment is yes, you're the stat guy. You're the stat guy. <laughs> when did that when did that happen by default like 200 episodes ago because you never you never like listened to us so we were like all right you have to be the stat guy but that made it worse because you're looking up stats all the time and then you'd be like rob jackson got cut like 10 minutes after we were like dude i can't believe rob jackson got cut all right all right <laughs> rob jackson got cut rob, rob jackson Okay, okay, okay. Not since I've known you. <laughs> All right. Um, I love that cut from Will. That's just one of my favorite ones we have of his. 
Redskins safety Philip Thomas has uh, re-injured his left foot, and uh, he apparently needs an MRI for this. Yeah. Uh, it's bothering him, but it's the same foot he already injured, so I, I guess no there's some way. concern there about that. Yeah, that uh, sucks. Yeah, that, that that could end up being really bad because now we're missing on, him, you know and what this we're also means. missing, huh? Dun, 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 dun. What? You know what this means? Just go ahead and say yeah. it, John. We're missing means, him, and we're now missing we're missing him. dumb Merriweather. We're missing dumb Merriweather because he can't <laughs> stop hitting people high. He got suspended for two games for the second year in a row. Last year he appealed, and it got knocked down to one on his fifth, fifth infraction. This now he's had his sixth. This infraction and dude i was just about yeah. to say that and and that. yeah that's the thing and and unlike stats hits like this in the preseason do count so he's going to be sitting down for game one and game two for sure so it's not next it's re- two regular season games is what you're saying he's yeah. missing two yes regular season. two regular season games you know what that sucks it so does suck if, because so we're missing Phil him. Thomas is hurt. Who, who's our backup there? There he comes. <laughs> Who we got? Give it to us. Who we got? Who's third? Bacardi Rambo. Cut! <laughs> dudes, dudes, don't you know, according to Jay Gruden's brother, John Gruden, Cardi Rambo was highly criticized last year for not being able to tackle very well, but he's proven him wrong tonight. He did really well against backups last week. He actually really did. He's actually looked really good against the backups. He's taken slightly better angles. Slightly better. I can't Um, wait. Okay, other injuries. We've got uh, tight end Jordan Reed. He sprained his thumb. And he has not practiced. Are you serious? Uh, I didn't hear about that. Although um, Gruden has said that he'd be okay to uh, for the season opener. Yeah, they said he jammed his thumb. I remember that. Um, yeah. He jammed it. Morgan Moses, uh, he did practice after he uh, had that sprain right ankle. Or excuse me, sprain right knee against the Ravens. Um, that's a good thing because they were worried about that. They said it was sprained mm-hmm. ligaments. But they were really, you know, I mean, anytime you see a, a kind of a big fat fatty. Oh, yeah, I was really concerned. So he's all right then? I think that's when I texted Uh you, Aaron, and I said, F. He did practice. He did practice. Well, that's Uh, good. Yeah, already. So he must be all right. Yep. Uh, My dog, Brian Arakpo, we already talked about it. He sat out with a sprained ankle. Sat out of practice today. At least he didn't Um, tear another peck or whatever it is. Linebacker core taking some hits. Uh, Good old Al Sharpton. Has a high ankle sprain. I mean, Daryl Sharpton, sorry. Has a high <laughs> ankle sprain. Um, and he went, uh, apparently he's very limited in practice, is what they're saying. And cornerback um, Tracy Porter practiced, uh, but he may have re-injured his hamstring. Dude, have we even tra- seen him? Did Tracy Porter, exactly. Where? Hamstring. What? Tracy What's Porter. The- I got something to say about him. Cut! Do we know anything about him? I don't we know he, that he came from the Raiders, so he can't be that good. He can't be that I good. He, I thought he came from the Broncos. Maybe first? Oh, no, he was with Oakland. You're, you're right, dude. You're right. He was with Oakland. Don't call me L.A. Wasn't he with the Broncos at some point? I don't know, dude. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't really I follow the Broncos. So I'm not I haven't sure. followed the Broncos since the second quarter of Super Bowl Twenty Two. <laughs> I followed them on the way to a 
debacle. <laughs> this is a debacle. Since the second quarter of Super Bowl that's, that's about it for the injury report. Um, unless you guys know something else. Yeah, we talked about Philip McThomas, so. Yes, we did. Well, that's good news about Moses. I had, had forgotten to check back into his injury situation. All right, do we want to do the cuts and then take a break and do the kicks, or do we want to uh, take a break and then hit the cuts right we quick? We should take a break real quick and then come back and do the cuts and uh, the kicks and the games. So yep. We don't have a new commercial yet, but we're hoping to have that by week one. Yep. So you guys can look forward to the commercial. And by that time, <laughs> we might actually be able to pry uh, Jerome back out of Vegas. Yeah, as Jerome well will be coming one. back. I haven't seen him in the preseason either. No, Dude, he, I saw well, he, him. He, he ripped that Carolina Panthers game last week. Oh, he yeah, did. yeah. He said yeah. personal foul. He was in. He was in Charlotte. Defensive holding. Personal foul. Defense. <laughs> Illegal hands to the face. Illegal hands in the end zone. Illegal hands on the tight end. <laughs> personal foul. Necessary roughness. <laughs> All right. But you're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. In a world where Dallas fans roam the streets, and it's generally unsafe to look into the skies at night because you realize you're looking at stars. I only mention it because sometimes there's a man. Redskins woman's man. I won't say a hero because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man. Love the Redskins. And I'm talking about Desmond C. Lee. Sometimes there's a man. Well, he's a man for his time and place. Yep, that's Desmond. Thank you. Desmond C. Lee, 2013 benevolent sponsor of Harry Hog Football. Football. It's only late August. 2014. Hey, dude, don't go away, man. Come on, this affects all of us, man. Man. For basic freedoms. Yeah. I'm staying. Finishing my coffee. What's that music? Enjoying <laughs> my coffee. It's the background elevator music in the diner, dude. I know, but it's hilarious. I don't know, but there's a Lebowski Fest here uh, September 6th. There? So it's impossible. Yeah. Lebowski Fest. Dude, they're they everywhere. Do, they do them all over the place. They're everywhere. You think you're the only one? We're the original. Uh, kind of like Harry Hog football. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Lebowski Fest is original to uh, Louisville, where there's newer 100% than, humidity when they might be Giants play. Newer than yours, dude. Newer than yours. Also, by the way, the Connells are playing their first concert in a very long time next month. It, is it oh, all of the Connells? All they of the get Connells? Peel? Is Peel playing? They've got them all. They're all playing. Are you sure Peel's playing? That's what I hear. Interesting. Dude, you got to go and let me know how that is because when me and John saw that makeshift Connells <sighs> concert in like 2002. With some like random drummer and it didn't have a, what's his face? The other. George. They didn't have George Huntley. Huntley. Yeah, they didn't have him either. 
so well, they're showing all, George on uh, the promotionals. So. Okay, yeah, they had some random dude playing for him, and they are had they playing some at random Peabody. drummer? No, dude, they're playing. <laughs> they're playing at the 1937 WPA Amphitheater adjacent to the Raleigh Little Theater. Dude, you got to go to that. Wow, let us know how it is. Seats like two thousand people. WPA, how about that? Yeah, man, it's a pretty cool stone stone amphitheater out there. Like WPA is in like the public work works progress thing. administration. Hey, um, yeah, dude, it's the twenty seventh. Come on down to Raleigh, North Carolina. Hear the Connells. Well, that would be tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is good because the next the game is on the twenty eighth. September. Oh, oh, September. oh, oh, right. I guess. Yeah, that would suck. You show up tomorrow and you'd just be like, Josh. You'd hear that elevator music. That's all you would hear. <laughs> all right, and some crickets. Enough about that. Let's go into the – oh, let's go into the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League draft. Thank you to everyone that showed up. We have the 100% Wait, from last year. Wait, we're not year. on that yet. We have to do the cuts first. <laughs> well, I'm just going to throw that in there. Just let him quick. do it. Let him do it. Go. Yeah, let's let, knock it out so we don't have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to talk anymore about how Aaron accidentally drafted two Cowboys, including Tony Romo because he forgot about the draft. Wait, what happens? Isn't there a rule when that happens? What happens? We also that? don't need to talk about to, how John to... waited till the ninth round before he contacted me. I did, but that's because I was late as well. Because you I was nine uh, rounds late. I yeah, wasn't we... nine rounds late, but I was late. And you by the time text. I got around and realized that Aaron wasn't there, I texted him. And I texted him just in time to be like, dude, where are you? The draft is on. And dot, dot, dot. You just drafted Tony Romo. Tony <laughs> Seriously. And I was Wait, like, oh, so what, is, what happens now? I Isn't got there just in time to avoid drafting the third cowboy who was next on the board, and that would have been <laughs> what's his face, Jason Witten. Uh huh. I also you, drafted Des. You drafted Bryant. Des Bryant, didn't you? Yes, I knew you did, dude. So you have to drop all your cowboys. You're not in the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League, the HHFFFL. <laughs> you are not allowed to have a cowboy on your team. Eagles are looked down upon, but we let it go. <laughs> the only Giants, thing- and, but cow- you cannot have a cowboy. So if you draft a cowboy, you have to cut that player and pick someone else up. And if you don't cut them before the first game, I, as commissioner, We'll cut them for you and assign you a player from the free agent list, like Cobra Kai or somebody like that. The only thing good about Tracy that, Porter. Yeah. The only thing good about me drafting those Cowboys, as my five year old daughter would say, the beautiful oops about it, yeah. <laughs> was that I oops. then got to cut them right the away. Beautiful oops. Nice. Nice. That's a different You know way. what I think, dude? You know how, like, since we. Since we talked about NASCAR a little bit earlier, you know how they change the rules like every year, this race for the chase stuff? There's always like some new rule about something, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah NASCAR thinks it's going to make it a lot more exciting, and blah, blah, blah. We should do that with Harry Hogg, uh, football's fantasy football league. And like the new, if there's a newbie, a newcomer to the league that's never been in the league, I think that that person should have to draft only Cowboys for the entire year. That's all they get. Oh, they would oh. get destroyed. Well, that's you all know, right. That, that's what they have to live with. And then the next year, when they come back, they can they have to not draft any Cowboys. Hmm. Could be interesting. That one. Could be no one wants to be in the league if they have to draft Cowboys. Yeah, I was well, in a league where you, you had to pay draft all players from your team a few years ago, and I drafted all Redskins, and my team was awful. Yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine. <laughs> 
Although the Cowboys offensively is only going to be, I think, mediocre. I don't think they're going to suck, but their defense is going to be awful, like super bad. Yeah, could be interesting. Could be interesting. Just saying. So anyway, I, Aaron, I, I went in and changed your team name to Dos Gauchos. Dude, and I then cut I, those but Cowboys. But then I saw that you cut them already. Uh, tomorrow you can pick up players. The, everyone goes off waivers, so uh, have your waiver. I already waiver put today. in my waiver claim. I figured you did. I couldn't get out of the draft fast enough. And then to make matters worse, like the <laughs> interface had changed from last year, so I couldn't figure out where anything was. Dude, the, intercha- the interface changed from last week because I had just done my first draft in another league about a week before that, and then I got into this one two rounds too late. And I said, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's a completely new interface and everything, but I figured it out pretty quick. Oh, and I did pre-rank my... Uh, my team so i didn't have any cowboys that would even accidentally get on there yeah there is that. Mm. I those gauchos i was planning on doing that but then the draft happened <laughs> anyway enough about that let's move you know, on aaron's to gonna the... end up like winning the league you're gonna end up picking like random people and they're, you're gonna totally win kicks and games here we go we got to go through the cut list before the kicks the game. Oh, that's right. right. Oh, yeah. Here are the cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuts. Cuts. We don't have to spend much time on this because most of these people, we never even heard of them. Fullbacks. Right, here we go. Campbell. Wide receiver. Cody Hoffman. Hold on, linebacker. dude. You're going too fast. Why is it so fast? Oh. <laughs> linebacker. Junior Kimbrough. I mean, Jeremy Kimbrough. Wide receiver. Rashad Lawrence. One of the osses. Safety. Ross. Madison. Defensive end, Jake Madonna. McDonough. Linebacker, Adrian Robinson. Not to be confused with Keenan like we thought earlier in the preseason. Or Aldrich. Another defensive end, Jeremy Towns. Now here was the surprise. Linebacker, Rob Jackson. What? What is that about? I don't know, dude. I'll tell you what it's about when we move down a little bit later. I have a theory. All right. Guard, Adam Geddes. Not to be confused with Bettis. I've actually heard of him. Brian Shepard. Wide receiver, Rashad Ross. Not too bright, Ross. Tight end, Matt Veldman. An offensive lineman, Mike McGlynn. Didn't we go out and sign Mike McGlynn? Like, right when free agency started? Am I delusional on that? I don't know, but... All it's... the Scottish people got cut. <laughs> Anyone with a Mick. I know, dude. Or like or like a Shepherd, Madison, Ross. They could play for the Clay. Campbell. Good lord, yeah. Campbell, McDonough, and McGlynn. All the, all, oh, anyone of Scottish descent. Oh, anyone of Scots Irish descent. You guys are cut. Just totally racist. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Sorry. There you go. All right, so enough about the cuts. The only thing we had to say is Rob Jackson was a surprise. and um, Definitely. But there is a log jam at linebacker now, especially with the coming out party of Trent Murphy. Hey. <laughs> um, I think it's still a surprise, even though Trent Murphy is, is – re- I mean, it's this, this guy is a beast. He is, he is a big – he has gr- – <laughs> Trent Murphy has great length. This guy is – a very tall, rangy guy, and he's. God, I'm going to use such a white 
uh, thing here, but he has a high motor, you know, that thing you describe all white football players with. But he does. He's, this guy is go, 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 and he is big. Boy, he's good. But, but I don't understand why he, his coming out, has anything to do with Rob Jackson getting cut. Rob Jackson is good, is really good at that position. Is it really, we're only going to carry like three outside linebackers? Do we got more than three? Well, who else, who else is going to be a, a fourth outside linebacker other than Rob Jackson? Don't know. Rob Jackson, apparently his salary is like $730,000. I don't know. Who is our other outside linebacker? I'll tell you, dude. Rob Jackson is. Wait, Besides he's not him. anymore. Who's who is now? I'll tell and you. That's what is. I'm saying. In a minute. Because <laughs> now we got Kerrigan, Arakpo, Trent Murphy, and who's the fourth dude? We have Akeem Jordan, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great, dude. dude. I, and I guess I they'll think be playing Jordan Jason a, Hatcher there Akeem, too. Akeem Jordan had a stellar game. They might be playing Jason Hatcher there too. They're, They're listing Jason Hatcher uh, as a defensive end, but he's playing defensive end. Yeah, but they might line him up as a linebacker. And if they do a four-three, he could be interchangeable with those guys, since those outside linebacker guys will actually be defensive ends in that scheme. Yeah, I, I'm still kind of—I don't get this cut, except for two reasons. Aaron and Josh, you guys were talking about maybe salary cap. But we looked into that, Josh, and you said he's only counting like a qu- three quarters of a million, right? Aren't we like I five million it, under right now? We're four point one million. His under salary in twenty fourteen is was seven hundred thirty thousand dollars. Do we yeah. still have something in the books to get like a big trade done? And we his have, mom's name is Sadie. Just we saying. might be able to <laughs> sexy Sadie like safety <laughs> safety Sadie. Um, the only other thing I could think of is they're like, all right, he's going to be the odd man out let's cut him now in the first cuts and give him a chance to get on somewhere else i'll tell you what it was that's all Keenan i can robinson think robinson had such a huge game dude keenan robinson had such a huge yeah, game but he's inside. yeah but he's an inside linebacker well that's true that's true and he's a starter hmm. i think i think talking about like uh hatcher jarvis jenkins guys like that are going to be interchangeable between defensive tackle and defensive end, depending on what the scheme is, whether it's three four or four three. So I guess I I have to subscribe to the theory that they cut him to give him a chance to go elsewhere and get and get signed on now and catch on with the team because he's done nothing but been a great Redskin. Yeah, I know. I don't know. You guys might remember that pick in the fourth quarter where he tipped the ball and got the pick against Tony Romo. Oh, I remember. Hmm. So, yeah, that's it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that why do we have all this cap space? How do we have over 4 million dollars of cap space? A, a little less than half of that was from um um Stephen Bowen restructuring last week. I know, but why? Who are we going after to sign? It's well, maybe they're just leaving it open to say who's going to get cut in case some big free agent comes about. In case some big guy gets cut in the next cuts because it's got to go from 75 to 53 in just a few more days. Well, dude, here's the other thing with that Rob Jackson thing. That dude, Everett Brown. Everett Brown Everett. Pl- played Everett. for him on special team. He basically took his position on special team. Everett. <laughs> Who's Everett, Everett Brown? Everett Brown, dude. Special teams guy. For the Everett. Redskins? 
Yeah. <laughs> the Redskins. I've never you, even heard of him. By the way, why do we still have Tressway on the roster? You know Everett Brown. No way. No Tressway way. got his first punt, like, almost blocked. And then it no went. Way. I, I don't know, way, like 25 Ted. yards? <laughs> Tressway, Ted. Trey Wade. Was he the one that kicked the 25 yarder? Yeah, yeah, he was. And why is Chris Thompson still on the roster? They're saying he's going to play Thursday night against it, the the Bucks. Why are they, they even bothering? They to they've got to get us through the last preseason game without an injury. Everett we Brown. got plenty of Silas Red out there. We got to keep some expendable. We got we got all We're colors. See Silas we got Red. Red. We got Brown. We got yeah. licorice. Licorice. We got, Apparently, we got Josh Boy. Licorice showed up. Is, has been showing up this year, unlike last year. You're going to see a lot of Colt McCoy. Oh yeah, you're going to see a lot of licorice. Any of the What's any the of the Rosses Washington? that are left as wide receivers. <laughs> any Scott Irish guy. Nick Williams. Is watching this thing on, um, Nick Williams Jake. is going to have a huge game. Dude, seriously, white I think you're right. Nick Williams didn't he have a touchdown? Yeah, he did. He's going to have an even bigger game this week. Nick Williams, him. you know who he reminds me of, even though it's the other side of the ball? He reminds me of, uh, of uh, uh, Reed Dowdy. You're just he's kind of like the white. Reed Dowdy. I'm saying that because he's white and he's skinny and he's kind of short. He reminds me of Woodhead, dude. <laughs> You're just saying that because he's, he's, he's white and he's short. <laughs> I think it's the hair. And you like to say well, the dude, that was Woodhead. like Joe Theismann talking about him during the game. Joe Theismann. He was saying the same thing. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like all these little slot guys. Kind of reminds all, me of Wes Welker. All these little, like, white yes. lightning guys. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of uh, reminds me of Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> I don't know, but listen, Gruden keeps going back Who is nothing forth like saying, any of those receivers. <laughs> kind of reminds me of Don Beebe. Oh, my God. All right, you guys are going off on too long of a tangent. Steve Largent. Oh, my. I'm just naming every white receiver that pops to my mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys read today, read it looks like, you know, no. <laughs> Gruden, is, Gruden keeps going back and forth about, will RG3 get some um, get some reps this week Which in the game? Which one? Barf? Barf. Barf, barf Gruden. Barf Gruden. BG. BG. BG, dude. You can't say JG. the way I ate my food. Dude, did you see the sideline wiener again? I saw it. Did you see it? <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. We need to get. We need to capture that photo every week. Well, that would have been a good name for this episode. Like, sideline Wiener. Welcome it's to Harry Hog episode number three sixty six, the Sideline Wiener episode. Sideline Wiener. <laughs> dude, we are still in preseason. <laughs> Barf stands over there and he puts that, shoves those playlist down the front of his shorts, and it sticks out. Why Dude, can't you get him like right. a pocket? Why can't we? They get him like. Well, why why can't he get like something? a clip on? Like a uh, uh, what's his face hat yeah, after Gibbs retired? Put it on a chain, like old people's glasses or something. Why can't they get him like one of those things, like hoodie wears, where you can put your hands all the way through your pocket and you just put it in that? Or get him a little wrist thing, you know, with the Velcro cover up. Or get him one of those jackets, <laughs> like John. Al- get him one of those jackets, like John always smuggles little air. Bottles into the game with it. Oh, with the fanny packs on my arms, <laughs> dude. Here's yeah, that's, dude, forearm. that's my cold weather awesome jacket. That thing has so many hidden pockets, dude. I think I could bring have... in a whole fifth if I wanted to. <laughs> I think you should have a smaller guy stand in front of him, and they should velcro it to that guy's back, and then he can look at it that way. And he could even put like a little flap, like when you go to rent something at the Red Box, so the sun Stimpy. doesn't get in your eyes. Can't they just... like a little flap? 
Yeah. Can't they just pay an intern to stand there and hold it for them? Stimpy, answer the flap. I would do it for free. <laughs> I'll do it. You'd be like, hold still. I can't read that. Here, dude. Hold, yeah, I'm watching the game, dude. Hold on. Oh, man. We salute you, Mr. <laughs> Sideline Wiener Coach. Because remember, they put all this. Sideline Wiener Coach. Look, seriously, dudes. 10, 15 years ago, there's a lot of dudes put a, put out of work, a lot of sideline guys, when they got rid of all the wires for the headsets. Those guys can be put back to work as dude, the sideline wiener holder. <laughs> dude, those guys have an official name. They're called the Utility. That well, was their titles. Well, the Utility. The Utility guys were put out of work because. They got something called wireless headsets. Thank you, Sennheiser. And then... Kornheiser. Kornheiser. Sennheiser. Oh. But then the utility guys can reunionize and get back in there as sideline wing holders. <laughs> sideline? No, you can't call them that, dude. Why? They Here's to, to you, Mr. Sideline Wiener Holder. holder. Oh. Local 57. <laughs> Without you, the coach's sideline wiener would simply be stuck in his shorts. You gave everyone 10 inches, but you said no. <laughs> I think I can give you. Let me two. hold that for you, sir. Oh, sweet Lord. All right. All right. Enough about sideline wieners. <laughs> and outside of the stadium can, peanut cellar. You can cellar. tape it to like a paper towel roll or something. Then you could just kind of roll it like a roll of cube. You know, I think maybe we play. should end this end this uh, podcast with a couple of those old uh, real American heroes. Maybe no, you know what we got to do? We're like almost an hour in and we haven't even done a very famous segment on the podcast. Oh, let's yeah. Give our, let's give our kicks and, get, and balls. Yeah. All right. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive... Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award is brought to you by Ripu. And Aaron, thank you for doing that right because I just caught cut and paste from last week. Ripu. All right. Go ahead, somebody. Uh, right, game dude. Ball. Kicks in the bar. No, this is Game Ball. I'm I got my mine. Game Ball. I got right. mine. I'm giving my Game Ball there. Linebacker number 52, Keenan Robinson. <laughs> Good one, dude. He had some sure tackles. He had, uh, yeah, he had a total of four, four tackles on the day. But um, I just felt like he was putting the pressure on one day. He had a uh, four, also had that forced fumble and a pass defended. Got to point that out. Yep. All right, go ahead, John. Oh man, I guess I'm going to have to give my, uh, I'm going to give my ball game ball to. Oh, man. You know what? It's preseason, so I'll go ahead and do it. I'll give my game ball to Hatcher. Nice. He had a sack. He had a tackle. He lined up left, right, and center and was hungry. The well, former cowboy. Well, this might be a first, dude, on this podcast. Uh-oh. Because I also am going to give my game ball to a linebacker, no other than number 91, Ryan. Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah. Dude, Kerrigan had... A huge game. He recorded he a solo tackle. They're, they're crediting him with one, but uh, with a tackle for loss. Plus, he had that other QB hit, so he didn't get that uh, other sack, but he did make the hit. Still, either way you look at it. Still, he's he had sh- one sack in the last two games, so if he goes at that rate, he'll have 16 mm-hmm. sacks on the year. Yeah. 
as did, you know, yeah, I know Hatcher Murphy. It was, it was, uh, it was a sack fest. It was a sack. It was sack fastic. I mean, tastic, sack tastic. Yeah. You know what it I mean? It was really refreshing to see seven sacks though. I can't remember the last time we had more than two or three. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Will and Maryland. Let's give let's give our uh kick in the balls. It's time for this week's Kick in the Balls Award. All right. All right. I'll tell you, balls. My kick in the balls is going to Brandon Merriweather because we huh. need that guy. And that dude needs to learn to stop hitting so high and leading with his helmet and everything else. He's got to learn to tackle like a football player and not like a speedy torpedo or whatever you think. He's a debacle. All right, dude. dude. He's he's definitely a talent. He's just got to, you know, he's got to stop doing that, man, because we need him. He's going to hurt himself and somebody else. And the team. And the team. Exactly. He can, he can talk about all he wants. And this is a legitimate argument on hits like this. The receiver ducks down because he's like, tensing up for the hit so you yeah, know what that means you just have I to thought. hit even lower yeah that's what i thought too i mean some of it he didn't hit that high but yeah the guy kind of ducked down a little bit he, so. and they ducked down into it but but the nfl don't care the nfl's like the damn honey badger it don't care you have to hit the person lower so hit them right in the stomach you just hit him in the stomach just hit him in the stomach or the ball. <laughs> I think it's completely legal to hit someone right in the balls. I don't think there's a, uh, there's a rule against it. There's no rule about aiming for the balls. There should be. But there's not. <laughs> now, they may make the Brandon Merriweather rule about that. <laughs> anyway. All right, Brandon, that's a good one. All right, yeah. John, go. My kick? Four before we go. No, my game. No, my kick? No, my game. Your kick. You already gave Who? your game. Yeah, who? Man, you're getting old. Go. No, I mean, you know what? Mine's going to have to go. Mine's got to go to Rob Jackson. Yeah, Dude. that's it. Will, can I get a big cut? Can I get a big cut? Cut! It's all 6,000. Man, I hope so. I'm, I'm not right. a big fan of this cut, but again, it might be a thing of numbers. All right, well, I got my kick in the balls, Warden. It's going to no other than number 10, Robert Griffin III. One for fumbling a snap that was right to his hands. <laughs> Two for trying to make a tackle in the preseason. Clinton Portis. Three for throwing that interception that made him try to get the tackle. And four for not throwing the ball away, instead running 50 extra yards and trying to get out of bounds. Four One step at a time, dude. One step at a time. <laughs> Still warrants a kick in the balls award. Oh, I agree. It's kind of funny. Over the last few days, Aaron and I have like switched uh, positions. Like I've been trying to actually like defend RG three a little bit, saying, "Oh man, he'll be all right. He'll be all right." You know, it's a new offense and all that stuff. And Aaron's like, "No, he sucks." No, I we have not switched positions. I still have no. I do not think in any way, shape, or form that Kurt Cousins should start. Oh, I don't think so either. At this point. Anyway, at this point. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Oh, and I'm also gonna give my. Uh... Oh yeah. 
Award to John for not telling me the draft started until the ninth round. Oh, sweet. So that means that I can give my cake award to Aaron because he forgot about the draft, just like I did. But he did not pre-rank his team to exclude all Cowboys. John, do you have, Josh? Josh, do you have a yellow cake award? Yellow cake award is going to go to Albert Breer. <laughs> I'm trying to think here Um, Jeremy Towns Mike Wise Mike Wise Does anyone read his articles anymore? I don't I'm 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 old enough to know that There's no reason for me to keep reading articles From a newspaper writer Who week in and week out Is constantly referring to like social issues When it comes to sports He'll even in like the most ridiculous, asinine, it's like, where did you get this connection? And the and and when the Redskins were on third and three on the twenty-seven yard line, I thought, God, the rainforests need help, dude. Get this guy out of here, man. There's a simple reason why I don't read his articles because I have a Google alert set up for the word Redskins, and he doesn't use it anymore. Oh, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. I do go to the Washington Post Redskins game. Uh, uh, Redskins like main page and I'll start to look at an article it's like oh once I had a puppy and it ate an endangered crab Mike Wise <laughs> alright Josh do you have a yellow cake award or are you bypassing it um, and, and by the way I'm, the Redskins is racist Mike Wise uh, well just because I think I'm going to give my yellow cake award to the uh, the head ref this week because I felt like he was um, overly uh, explanatory and you mean uh, Cletus we, or whatever his name is? Cletus. <laughs> yeah. That guy sucks, man. He we was like that Cle- last year. He was like Cleet Bachman or something. He we was like that last that. year. He gets all nervous. What is his name? Cleet something. It is Cleet. Cletus. Clam. Or Clem. Is it Clem? <laughs> it's Cleet. It really is Cleet. Clemont. It is. <laughs> it's Cleet something. Anyway. So Josh anyway. is giving his yellow cake word to Cleet. <laughs> we don't know it's all like personal 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 foul remind me <laughs> remind me to ask um what's his face when he comes back from vegas jerome what cleat's last name is <laughs> what's his real last name or what's his last name when he's in vegas hanging out with booger his real last name. <laughs> <laughs> booger may just call him bitch for all we know yeah anyway all right well you know what i'm saying I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I want to know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, that about rounds it out. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode here at Football. I'd like to give a big shout-out to our benevolent sponsor, Desmond Seeley. Yes, sir. Desmond Seeley, too, on Twitter, if you want to follow him, because he's a big Redskins fan, and because Desmond Seeley 1 was already taken. And this is the penultimate episode before the season starts. That's true. Episode 366 of Harry Hog Football. You can follow us on Twitter at Harry Hog. You can also email us at anything at HarryHogFootball.com, and it will get to one of us. And um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. What to do. Joe, 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 Joe,
Here's to the-